when disaster strikes. Will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. And welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over at Prepping 2.0, and I'm caffeinated. Hello, yep. Glenn. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We have been drinking some of the I Miss America blend coffee that we're going to talk about, which is awesome. And uh, this is episode 95. We have Joe Fox of Viking Preparedness. We're very happy to have him on. Shelby and I, big fans of his channel, and he does great things. And his message is particularly good and timely. And that's why we have him on, and we appreciate him coming on so quickly and doing that. Um, Joe is a, uh, a former Green Beret, and he is a pastor. He has a YouTube channel called Viking Preparedness and a very good Patreon uh, channel, or I don't know, subscription or whatever, uh, yet a Viking Preparedness Patreon channel. And so we're going to have him talk about two of the things, plus, well, that he's talked about in the past, plus all the Patreon questions we'll get to in a moment. But he, uh, he's emphasized two things that really resonated with me and I, I thought would be perfect for you guys to hear about now. First topic is, as he says, do the things, which means do all the things you need to do and do them now, right now, exclamation point. And he's not, as you'll see, he's not one of these uh, dramatic, you know, buy it now kind of guys. He's not a dramatic guy. And he's saying for reasons he can articulate that we agree with, why to do things now. The second thing that he's talked about in the past on his channel, and I'm a subscriber to his YouTube channel, um, soon to be a Patreon, um, is common mistakes preppers make and variations of that theme. And I think that's particularly important because if you're making mistakes, and Toby and I make mistakes in what we do, um, you need to hear about it now because things are getting pretty serious. And then, of course, in the after show, as we always have, the questions from our Patreons uh, for Pastor Joe. We found out that many, many of our Patreons are Patreon supporters of Pastor Joe, which we thought was very cool and appropriate. So they have 22 questions for him. And as usual, the questions in the after show for the guests are are just, I got to say, it's better than the regular show. Regular show's good. After show's better. So we have that. Speaking of the show, we are very happy to announce, here we are in episode 95, episode 100, five episodes for now, is going to be kind of a big deal. We have a bunch of upgrades and cool changes. We have the most amazing radio producer in the world who is giving us all kinds of tips and has really thrown a lot of time and energy into this show. And uh, we got some really cool stuff coming. So we're going to kind of tease it for the next five episodes. Episode 100 will be a big deal. Some of the guests we have coming up are, are pretty amazing. Of course, we have Pastor Joe today. We have Dan, the food industry CEO, who you guys love um, every time he's on. And he, and he tells us about what's coming down the road from, I don't know, conference calls he was on <laughs> that day. With the big wigs in the industry. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and that's been cool. Another no drama guy, just a facts kind of guy, which we like here because we like to be with reasonable. The, with this, a, a moment of two of, of humor. Yeah, that's right. It's really kind of nice. Not a lot of CEOs are funny guys. So there's we that. We like that. And then we're going to have we're going to have ethical preparedness on. Um, I'm a fan. And Furfall, who was uh, a guy. His name's Ferdinand. And the FAL refers to the right arm of freedom, the FAL rifle. Uh, he was living through Argentina during its collapse in the late 90s and early 2000s and has become just a fountain of information. And he's one of those guys that can give you that that real world experience like here's what happens in a collapse you might not have seen this but here's what happened and here's how we dealt with it so that's really good stuff well and a couple other guests that are coming up we're going to have yeah. jeff reynolds back from pj media talking he's had a lot been writing a lot on the kind of the collapsing of portland yeah and and his journey from a suburban guy and we're talking like a six-month turnaround here yeah. from a regular old suburban guy whose life revolved around the NFL and, uh, and comfort and, in the suburbs. And now he's a prepper. And now he's a prepper. And he can explain that that mental transformation because I think there's a lot of similarities between what he went through 
and what a lot of our listeners especially are going our, through. And especially those new preppers yeah. that that we all have in our lives now. He, I joke, I'm his prepping coach. And we text a lot about, you know, how should I do this? And so it's going to be more his personal story of how he became a prepper. And I think that's going to be really, we're going to get a lot of insight from that. That'll yeah. be good. And, and that brings up a good point. We'll bring up with Jeff, but we wanted to say this. Um, we talk about prepping 2.0 being the next level of prepping. And we never, ever want to insinuate that prepping 1.0, you know, having some beans and an AR-15 and all of that is somehow not good enough or you need to be at some sky high level. Not at all. Number one, everyone has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, our message is to get prepared for what's coming and do it rationally. And and so we welcome new preppers. Yes. We love you guys. We want to we want to help you and bring you along. We want to give you the 2.0 sort of goal, um, the the thing on the horizon to kind of steer towards, you know, the waypoint or something like that. And so we we want to say prepping 1.0 is a very legitimate thing and welcome you guys and, and never ever get, feel. And we want to get you to 2.0 really fast. That's right. And, I think too, and we're going to be talking to <laughs> Pastor Joe about that today. Do the things now because the 1.0 period is, is very yeah, becoming skinny. It's probably so, over yeah, actually. Yeah, but so anyway. Um, we'll, we'll do our best. Um, let's see. So, and Shelby, we have the top 100. Tell folks what that is and what item number 76 is. This is amazing. I, it's funny as we have been kind of prepping pretty quickly along all the, this, this list is our shopping list many weeks. So yeah, this item, and you can find this on our website at prepping2-0.com in the lower right-hand corner. I love this list because it is based upon the experience of those who survived the Bosnian collapse, which I think is going to be very similar to what we see. It's There's going to be... Um, economic, it's going to be neighbor on neighbor. It's it's going to be awful. But um, we're on number 76, which is basically drink mixes. And they list their chocolate mix, cocoa, tang, punch, right? Sugared, yeah, drink Sugar, mixes. Sugared drink mix. And chocolate, I think, is kind of a, a separate category. We all know about chocolate. Come on, that's a big deal. That is like a comfort food that can make people feel good when they are stressed and overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the pictures of, of World War II when our forces were going into Germany are the ones, the pictures I've seen. And our troops would hand out chocolate bars, Hershey's bars, mm-hmm. uh, to, to kids. And it was a really big deal. It was, it's an amazing comfort. Um, and if I may generalize, I think ladies like chocolate uh, in a in a very strong way. And I think that's cool. And you should do that. Cocoa Tang Punch. Um, we've talked about in our show on water preps about how having drink mixes, including sugar drink mixes, that everyone says, oh, don't don't have sugar drink mixes because that's too many calories. Hey, when you're chopping wood all day and you're patrolling all night, uh, you can't have enough calories. Right. So it's going to be a good thing. And those are important to have for yourself and your tribe. Probably bartering. It's a good thing. And charity. I mean, right. hey, if you can make some kid's day with a chocolate bar, that could have impacts for the rest of that kid's life and in in my books 299 days i talk about halloween during the collapse and how the uh the guy the the brilliant guy who was me my character see it's fiction right (laughs) uh he uh he had all the the halloween candy from the previous years all vacuum sealed and he would hand out little like kit kats and stuff like that and the kids went bananas for it and it was a huge impact and then the kids told their parents Hey, these Patriot guys, they seem to be squared enough away, you know, squared away enough to have Halloween candy. Well, what other great ideas do they have? And it was it was kind of a hearts and minds, civil affairs, unconventional warfare thing that Pastor Joe is familiar with, given his past work. Well, and and also going back to that episode about water preps, uh, these sort of drink mixes can make. Filtered yeah. water that tastes that doesn't have a great taste, but it's filtered and clean can give it can mask a nasty flavor. It's true. Exactly. Our so. sponsors very quickly. Yes. EMP Shield, New Mana, Freeze Dried Foods, Katie Armor, C-A-T-I, come and take it, Armor, Body Armor, Backwoods Home Magazine, which we love. And our new sponsor, which we are currently f- literally consuming right now, which would be Minute Men, plural, Minute Men Coffee, the I Miss America blend, 
holy smokes, we have arrived, my dear. I just, just like, let's just shut it all down right well, you now. You tried to do that intervention on me, and yeah. look what happens. I know. It totally <laughs> backfired, right? So I will say this in regards to Minutemen Coffee, um, they are a brand new sponsor. We will have them, and all of our other sponsors are on our website, prepping2-0.com, under friends and affiliates. And many of those friends and affiliates have special coupon codes and discounts to our listeners. So if you're looking for some of these things and you're like, I, I need, can you give me a little bit of a break on the price? Yeah, totally. They're they're there. So there you go. That's right. That's right. And they and Minimum Coffee has a subscription service called Join or Die. Don't you love that? I love that. That's cool. What's in the merch shack? Um, tell folks about uh, our our item in the merch shack that's going bananas that we can't keep in stock. And I've been going to the post office every other day with a giant box of things to mail out. So, yeah, in the merch shack, we have, and we know people have uh, very strident views about this. We have I Miss America face mask. I'll tell you what, Glenn and I were at a restaurant yesterday walking in because we wanted to eat there. We had our face masks on that said I Miss America. And we got two high fives from the from one of the servers and she loved us and I think we made a friend yesterday with that mask and she said yeah I miss America too high five smack smack it was awesome so we miss America we know that people how how much especially in the prepping and, and patriot movement they don't we don't like wearing masks because of what it represents and they're not very effective against this COVID thing but if you're going to Make your views known. Why not have blazoned across your face in uh, Don't Tread on Me Yellow, I Miss America. So those are in the Merch Shack. The other thing I realized that's in the Merch Shack is uh, our stickers. Our 1776 yeah. 2.0 stickers are starting to get a little uptick in sales, too. Mm-hmm. Those have been fun, especially as we start heading into this election season, which hands down everyone is saying is going to be dicey. So encourage you to go to, to the Merch Shack. Yeah, we go to the post office a couple times a week. Folks, give us a week or two sometimes to get these fulfilled. I've gotten a few emails. Hey, it's taking a few. I got an email on a Monday after a guy placed an order on a Friday wondering where it was at. I'm really good at stuff, guys, but I'm not that good. So give we us have, some time. We have day jobs. Yeah. And we love doing this. Don't get us wrong. No. But it's like, think about it. It's it's something we do on the weekends, basically. Right. And and take it that way um patreon benefits um of course being a patreon of this show is um something where you get the after show um you get the uh thumb drive with all of 2020 shows uh mailed to you beginning of january we sent out goodie bags in the summer um to those who replied to the email on time and all of that so there are a lot of benefits plus you get asked questions and all the other kind of cool stuff i I talk about lurkers come out of the shadows, right? There are a lot of people who listen to the regular show and they lurk and they say, geez, I, I don't know why, but I'm just so hesitant to become a Patreon. It might be the $2 a month. You know, I don't think so. But I mean, there's nothing weird about being a Patreon. Pastor Joe has a billion Patreon supporters. And trust me, there's nothing weird about that. Well, and I think for us, and we've talked about this more and more the after show that we have, have you ever gone to an event where like you see someone speak or whatever and then someone gets you access to the back room and you end up in the restaurant or in the bar with this group of people and maybe the speaker that you were just at and that's actually more meaningful to you than the actual event. That's what the after show has turned into is this kind of green room, green room kind of event. Yeah, and it's not backstage to get to talk to us because I mean, Okay, that's uh, whatever. The coolest thing is all the Patreons the interacting. Co- the conversation, that's what's cool. yeah. Yeah, so anyway, well, there you have it. I wanted to introduce now Pastor Joe. And uh, as I mentioned, former Green Beret, he's pastor, YouTube channel, Viking Preparedness, great Patreon channel, and a guy I really look to for wisdom. And so thank you for coming on, Pastor Joe. Hey, thanks for having me, Glenn and Shelby. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you the first question, and you're just going to run away with it, and no further questions are needed on this topic. You've talked a lot about do the things and do them now. What do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people, it seems to me, um, they look at preparedness, preparation, you know, whatever you want to call it, survivalism. They buy the magazines. They watch the YouTube videos. Uh, they watch the shows on TV and that's it. They don't really do anything and they treat it as a hobby. And I think you guys agree with me. I don't think we have much time Hmm. and being prepared takes action on the part of 
preppers, if you will. I don't really like that term, but it works. Yeah. Um, and so I, I tell people all the time, you got to do the things and you got to do it now. And I'm just getting familiar with you guys on your, you know, 1.0 and 2.0. And we're in total agreement on that. Uh, I tell people what you have to do right now is go get some basic things. And I've been talking on Patreon about, you know, the last lockdown that happened pretty much all over the country and, and the food was gone off the shelves and you couldn't get this and you couldn't get that. I think there's something like that coming again, but worse. And it doesn't matter if one believes COVID is real, a government plot or whatever, the lockdowns and the scarcity is going to happen, I, I believe. And so I tell people, you need to go get some food. You know, real food stocked up in your house. I used to be a firefighter for 10 years, uh, a volunteer firefighter. And I probably went into 90% of the houses in my area uh, during the course of that, uh, that time. And I would see what people had for food. And, you know, a lot yeah. of people, and this was country people, they just didn't have a lot of food stored up. Like maybe two weeks of three meals a day, you know, maybe. Um, and so I tell people, go get food and you don't have to, and I hope I'm not stepping on any toes. I don't, I don't know what you guys sell in your store. We don't um, have a store. I mean, just merchandise okay. stuff. Yeah. When we encourage people to, to, we encourage people to do, to layer, like to layer, do a little bit of, of everything. Stuff. So yeah, I'm curious to see what you're going to say. Go yeah. for it. So you can, one can easily put up about a year's worth of food from the grocery store. That yep, stuff, exactly. if you buy it in cans and boxes and jars, it'll do just fine for a year. And so, you know, you don't have to get, a lot of people are intimidated by prepping. Mm -hmm. A lot of people right now are waking up and, and I see it all the time on my Patreon channel and a little bit on my YouTube channel in the comments are like, I, I know that I need to get ready, but I just don't know what to do. And it's so overwhelming. And I'm just like, go shopping and buy more food. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when I used to get nervous about the world situation, when my kids were in college and, and high school, I would go to the grocery store and literally get a shopping cart full of progressive <laughs> soup. And then I would bring it home and I would stack it up. And I'm like, this can make the rice meal go further. You know, we can add some to it. We can feed a lot of people. And it would just give me comfort looking at all those cans of Progresso suits stacked up on the one shelf I put them on. And then you guys know about, you know, buy what you eat, eat what you buy and rotate the food so that, you know, you don't have eight year old something in a can mm -hmm. sitting on your shelf and my kids being in college would come home and they'd constantly raid the progressive <laughs> soup cabinet Smart so, kids. you know they could take an easy meal right <laughs> and so do the things I, first is food you know a lot of preppers a lot of survivalists a lot of people they want to buy the multi-cam and the <laughs> ar and and uh, ten thousand rounds of ammo uh, and i tell people all the time you may never have to shoot your firearm in anger but you're gonna have to eat Yes. So buy food. I'm not saying don't buy firearms and, and get trained in their use. I think everybody should do that. But as far as priorities go, I think it's ridiculous for a household to have six or seven different <laughs> firearms and only like two weeks worth of food in the house. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. like, what are you doing? Exactly. And one of the potential problems out there is people who have guns and ammo mm -hmm. and no food. Yep. That's and so, a problem. you know, some little five-year-old girl who's losing weight alarmingly fast looks up at her father and says, daddy, I'm hungry. He's going to go try and solve that problem with the only tools he has available to him, which is, you know, a firearm. And he's therefore going to become part of the problem. Exactly. Exactly. We are so in tune. That's why I was so glad to have you on the show. And another thing about having some food, not only to, to not have to become a marauder, right? is that right. there's there's charity involved and there are different views on charity and that'd be a whole different show in and of itself don't give away so much stuff that that your five-year-old can't make it but one of the things we talk about is is being um, prepared enough both materially and obviously spiritually and having a plan and being a leader a lot of people don't think of themselves as leaders right but you're going to be a leader if you've if you're listening to this show, <laughs> you are ahead of the curve. You're going to be looked at by others as a leader. So what do you do with this this power and this stuff that you have? I suggest if you're a Christian, and I sure hope you are, that you use it 
to help people, to guide people, to help them make it through this because number one, that's a good idea. Number two, there's gonna be a restoration in this country. It's gonna look different in different places and I'm not saying it's utopian by any means. It's gonna actually be pretty bad in some places, but some places there's gonna be a restoration. You have to be alive in order to build this place back up in any sort of semblance of a decent way. So those are some reasons to have stuff. And Shelby has something to add to that. So, and I get, and back to your point, Pastor Joe, I, people ask me all the time, oh my gosh, I, I, they haven't asked me recently, I'll say that. I think about events that I've been to. I need to get pr- to prepping and I don't know where to start. And you had just mentioned you get asked that a lot. And I agree. Go out and fill your vehicle with canned goods. And right now, especially after our last show. Yeah. With that- Dan, the CEO guy. You'll love this, Pastor Joe, not to interrupt you. Yeah. But uh, he's a CEO food executive and a prepper. And he, he told us stuff back in April that has all since come true. It's actually been slightly worse than he suggested. He's talking about the cans themselves, the material for the cans. And the coating right. that they put in the cans There's being all world. made in China and being scarce. He said one kind of lids. Uh, he said there are none left in the world. Our company found some at a shutdown factory in Germany. And we immediately sent over, you know, a bunch of containers and we're bringing it back and we pay twice what we should. And after that, there are no more of these kinds of lids. It's condiment lids like flip lids for ketchup and stuff. So I'm not saying America's going to starve because they don't have ketchup flip lids, but it's a... It's an indicator of the stuff that's going well, on. And he said there's a worldwide shortage on con- on food food containers in general. And there is no, like, <laughs> there's no supply. There's no, um, yeah, the, ever, there's no supply. So the, in other words, there's nothing stored in a back, you know, closet somewhere that we can pull out. It, there's just not. So he says in the next couple, three months, things are going to get, the winter's going to be very hard. So going back to what, what my original question was. Sorry so, about that, Yeah, dear. sorry about that. We just went down a rabbit hole, but it's good. It's good. It's good to have this perspective. I encourage people, and, I want, and I'm curious, and we only have about three minutes here before you got to take a quick break. I'm seeing right now in Costco, and I've seen it on Numana Foods' website, yeah. these 300 meals, freeze-dried meals in a bucket. Where you can get a whole bunch of meals, it's a few hundred dollars. A whole bunch of servings. You not can meals. get a, well, a whole bunch of servings. Well, yeah. but you can turn one of two of those. Yeah. You know what? If, you're, if you need to, if you need to ration, all right, you get one serving of macaroni <laughs> and cheese. That's okay. Um, you're not starving. What my thoughts on that? If you want to go from like 1.0 to 2.0, buy, spend some money because right now you gotta. There, mm-hmm. you, you can't. There's you can't. Say you're a prepper and not spend money. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in. What I, I'm, t- I'm trying to go out and get two or three of those, depending on how many people are in your household. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's a way to get from 1.0 to 2.0 kind of fast. What do you think? Sure. Uh, I think that's a great idea. We have uh, similar things. But we call ourselves the Shofarians, the, my little group here. Um, and <laughs> so we have those. Our big four, though, are buckets of rice, beans, wheat, and corn Perfect. that we get from like feed mills, food mills, that kind of thing. And then we bucket them ourselves with mylar and oxygen absorbers. And so that's the cheapest way to do long-term food storage. But, oh, yeah, we buy those buckets of meals already made up. And we buy Mountain House because if you're eating just the big four that we have, you know, rice, beans, wheat, and corn, uh, you're going to want some variety. You're going to want to mix it up, which is why we also have buckets of spices of all different kinds oh, yes. and, and stuff like that. But no, I think it's a great, you can't buy too much food right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's something important for people to understand who have not watched Viking preparedness for the past couple of years. When he says this, he doesn't say this every day. This is very seasonal. This is very timely. He's saying this now for a reason. And I want people to know that. And I think that when we come back into the next segment, Pastor Joe can uh, elaborate on why there's such an urgency right now. So uh, we'll look forward to that. And Shelby, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. And we'll also hear from Pastor Joe, too, on common prepper mistakes. Yeah. We've all made them. We don't have the time right now to make (laughs) many more. So we have so much more to talk about. Everyone, don't go away. We'll be right back right after the break. We'll be right back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate right after this. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. 
give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. I'm really caffeinated today, and I'm really trying hard to not talk fast. <laughs> so, so we'll have our producer slow down ooh, the track Yeah, turn there. down the track yeah. a little bit, because Shelby's <laughs> enjoying her addiction this morning. So we have uh, Joe Fox from Viking Preparedness, and we were just talking about how his latest message, and we agree. And, oh, yeah. And Glenn and I were just talking about this. We took a little bit of a road trip yesterday, how... Everyone we have had contact with and had conversations with in the prepping community, I would say in the last two to three weeks, it's now. Do it now. So elaborate. And, and you're one of those too, Pastor Joe. You're the, you're, you've are you're come right out with the time is short. Why do you think that is? We have our reasons why, and we've talked about it in other shows. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on why now. That's good. I actually get asked that a lot, and I don't really answer it a whole lot. So this gives us an opportunity. Um, number one, just look at the, what's going on in the world <laughs> right now. a little bit of a train wreck. I mean, in the U.S., we've got – you guys are out on the West Coast. Look at Portland and Seattle and, yeah. you know, Chicago, and they've kind of stopped reporting on it, the mainstream media so much, but you can still get the news and the live feeds and stuff like that. There's riots going on everywhere right now, and they're not going to go away uh, – I don't think any time in the, in the immediate future. And so we, I believe we're actually in an insurrection right now that that's mm-hmm. happening. Um, but that's probably another show. Agreed. Um, so that's going on. We've got the world situation where the U S is, we are losing our influence in the world. Uh, and again, you know, I could spend 20 minutes talking on this, but we don't have the effect with a bunch of our so-called allies that we used to, and they're voting against us and, and they don't want to do the programs we want to do overseas. And we are losing our ability to, be the the number one superpower and dictate to the world our terms. And quite frankly, I like it when we can dictate our terms to the world because it makes me very safe at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's going away. And I can see war coming very soon with Iran and Israel and everybody else 
Turkey's mixing things up right now. So that whole stuff's going on in the world for war. Then we get, you know, there's asteroids and <laughs> hurricanes <laughs> and tornadoes. Oh my, uh, um, all that stuff's happening. COVID, is it real? Is it not? Is there something on the heels of it? Uh, I just think the entire world is getting ready to change. And something I recommend everybody read is a, a guy named Sir John Glubb. And he yes. wrote The Fate of Empires where he goes through the cycle that all empires go through. And he wrote this a long time ago. And we are right now getting ready to leave the world as an empire. And we won't be, uh, we won't matter that much anymore to the world. And so the U.S. is going down. That's my personal feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, and we're seeing it out there. And then, of course, the election. Touch on the election. And if you don't think, I, I know what your answer to this is, but if you don't think the election is going to be a big catalyst, please say so. I mean, that's cool. But how does the election and that timing play into this? And what do you see happening if Trump wins? And what do you see happening if Biden wins? Right. Um, so we've got that going on. And you can't trust the MSM. I mean, they're basically on the left side. If you want to call it left and right, we could get into the argument about they're really both on the same side. Um, but as perceived, you've got the globalist and what I'm thinking of more as the nationalist is really what's going on. And yeah, uh, if Trump wins, I think the, the left is going to go bonkers. But what I've said is I think the riots are going to actually die down either way. If Trump wins, he doesn't have to worry about getting reelected. I think he's going to quash them yep. uh, using you know federal power to quash the riots. If he loses and, and Biden wins, uh, there's no need to do anything anymore. Biden will be taken over in you know a couple months in January. And so I think they'll die down then also. Uh, but if Trump wins, and actually I think he's going to, uh, I hope he does, uh, but I think he's going to win. I think it could turn into open warfare. I mean, you see these Antifa, BLM, whatever, I call them communist terrorists that are, you know, they're going out of the cities now and going into suburban areas. Uh, it's a matter of time only before there's some kind of massacre where bullets start flying on both sides. And that won't be good for anybody because then there'll be the knee-jerk reactions to just come down and control everybody even more. So, yeah, I think the world is getting ready to fall apart as we know it, and I think it's a good time to be prepared and be able to hunker down and have people around you uh, of like mind that can help you weather this oncoming storm. Amen. Heck yeah, exactly right. And that's why we're saying do these things now and you know there might be yeah. less canned food and, and you know we were talking about this actually on our long car ride yesterday um there's the the greenhouse and that's cool please do it please garden please learn how it took us a while i mean our our new house in our new rural location had a, a great greenhouse so we didn't have to build one and it still took a couple seasons to kind of figure that out right and so all these yeah, things yeah. do them i mean it's simultaneous and i know men out there hate this word multitasking i hate multitasking i'm terrible at it guys well women too you need to multitask there needs to be some gardening stuff but what to do now is go get all the canned food you can and the boxes of things that that you mentioned there's nothing fancy to this to being a prepping 1.0er there's nothing fancy it's just common sense don't look to youtube don't look to this show don't look to pastor joe's show for like the ultimate list of the 172 things you need to do in the correct order um, you're overthinking it. I mean, your life is on the line. Go do what you have to do for you and your family. You know what to do. And maybe you've been hesitating uh, and you need to to not. <laughs> Prepping is a verb. It's a verb. Prepping is a verb. That's right. There you right. go. So keep, keep going. Yeah, well, sorry. I want to jump in because I this is a, I'd love to hear this from you. Um, common prepper mistakes. And Glenn and I, we will raise both of our hands, both of them, all four hands up. We have had some missteps. We have made mistakes in this. It's like, that was not the most... And then we get on the radio and tell everybody then, about it so they can learn do from we? it. Do we? Not all of them. Not some all are pretty of them. embarrassing. Okay. So, but this is good to know because we don't have room for mistakes anymore. Like we just, yeah. I think this ties in really well. We don't have much time to make sure we have our house in order. We don't have time and we don't have a learning curve time. So... Listen, folks, grab a pen and paper. Yep. What are common prepping mistakes? All right. So the first one is the failure to start. And that's brought <laughs> upon people by com 
complacency. They mm-hmm. just don't think they need to, and they don't start prepping. So that's number one, and that is actually the one that affects most people, although not most of your listeners, I would mm-hmm. think. Um, the second one is when people buy food, uh, they think they have to buy survival food, and they'll go out and they'll buy you know really expensive stuff with a 25-year shelf life, and because everyone's on a budget, they don't buy enough food. And like I said, you can go to a grocery store and buy a year's worth of food at the grocery store. I'm not saying you need a year, I'm not saying you don't need a year, but you can buy a lot more food at the grocery store Buying food that you normally eat to the extent that you can. Uh, if you buy food that you don't normally eat and nothing happens, and I tell people, you said be a multitasker, I look at it slightly differently. One has to prepare on two axes. One, that the world is going to turn to chaos in 72 hours, mm-hmm. and the other one, that you're going to get old and bounce your great-grandkids on your knee in a system that basically looks like it does today. And so if you buy all this food that you don't normally eat, it's going to go bad, and you're not going to eat it, and it's going to be kind of money wasted. So that's one mistake. Uh, another one is the over-focus uh, on tactical things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a former Special Forces guy. Uh, I know tactics, and, and I know and it, it is important in its own right, but people who think we got to get ready for the end, and they go buy the body armor and the the guns and all the goo guys that goes on your gun and something and, and that's not going to help you if you don't have the training to back it up. And like I said earlier, you need to eat. You may never have to fire your weapon, but people like to focus on the tactical thing because it's cool and they can put all their stuff on and take a picture in their bedroom and put it on the internet. <laughs> oh, I thought they took the pictures the in the bathroom with the mirror. No, it's in the bedroom. Okay. Yeah. I, that was, that was a joke. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Another thing is, is uh, people focus too much on stuff. Yeah. You know, what do I need to buy? How do I buy my way out of this predicament I've put myself into? And at the end of the day, stuff is useful, but the most important thing is skills. You know, mindset, skill set, tool set. Tool set's the stuff. Um, we need skills. And unfortunately, it takes time and it takes effort <laughs> to get out there. You know, having the best first aid kit in the world and three books by, you know, famous medical survival people on your shelf isn't going to help you when somebody cuts their leg half off with a chainsaw that mm-hmm. they haven't learned how to use properly, but they had a chainsaw by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, these skills have to be grabbed onto now and people should be spending the time. How many people know how to can, you know, how to put stuff in jars. You're talking about, you know, food containers are going away. Mm-hmm. How many people know actually how to put up produce? And these are things that you can't just watch a YouTube video or read it. You actually have to put your hand to it and do the thing so that you own that skill set. And then uh, I guess another one, if people are going a little bit further, is people will go out and buy critters. You know, they'll buy chickens or ducks or goats. They won't have, I've seen this so many times, they won't have the proper housing or a place to keep them. They just feel panicky and they'll go guy 50 chickens. <laughs> then they come home and they're like, well, I'll just keep them in a dog kennel or something. And <laughs> come on, guys, you got to think ahead a little bit. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So what are your thoughts on that, Glenn? I know well, you're like thinking of all the things. He's got that... some more common yeah. mistakes oh, probably, okay. but I, I'll say this about that. And you, you hit it on the head about buying stuff. Um, I call it the buy it now culture, right? On Amazon Prime. And by the way, when you live out in the country like we do, uh, Amazon Prime is a wonderful thing. I'm not, I'm not down on Amazon Prime, but there's this idea that you can just click the buy it now button and a problem will get solved. And as you mentioned, a yeah, great example, livestock, there's a system involved, you know, there's, there's feeding right. and sheltering and keeping predators away. And, and what do you do with the, the meat or the eggs? I mean, do you have a way of preserving those and all these other things? So the buy it now thing, there's a character in, in my books, 299 days, this podiatrist named Dr. Green. I made all that up, by the way. I, I don't have anything against podiatrists, but he had all the stuff. And he had no idea how to use it. And he stockpiled all the stuff. And then on the day he needed it, he, for example, he put some gas in his ATV and he went out and he drove it for about two miles and then realized you need to have a gas oil mixture, for example. He didn't know that. See, and there's all these examples. And that Dr. Green example resonated with a lot of people. I got a lot of comments from that, like, oh my goodness, that used to be me. You know what I mean? So anyway, the buy it now culture, you're so right that that's a common mistake. It's sort of understandable when people have a big problem to solve and they're used to solving big and small problems with buy it now. They're used to, I, oh, I I would really like to have this particular kind of cookie. Oh, buy it now and it'll come to my house. I get all that. So I'm not, I'm not being like 
rude or mean to people, but this is not buy it now. There's some teeny bit of this is a buy it now thing, but it's mostly skills. Think in terms of systems, the entire system. You know, we have a, I'll just go ahead and tell us, we have a bear. A, a we have big a bear on our property. Black bear, like we have pictures. is huge. This, this, we've lived here three years. He showed up gonna, about a month ago and we said, oh my goodness. So we have this big, huge bear. And so I went through the the, the normal, the, how do we deal with this bear? I'm like, I'd really like to shoot this bear. I never shot a bear before. And, you know, have the sausage and everything. Well, I started in my mind. This is all about systems. I said, well, what do I need? Well, since I'm going to go on the radio and tell everybody we have a bear, I better get a bear tag because Fish and Wildlife will come after me because they'll listen to this and, you know, maybe and they'll know I have a bear. So I got mm-hmm. the thing. I figured out the hunting regulations, then the big stuff. Okay, I shoot this bear. Um, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to field dress it? Where are we going to take it to have it processed? How are we going to do all this? Who do we know that knows this stuff? And my point is, guys, it's a system. It's not, I'm going to shoot a bear and feed the family. Hey, it is a huge process. Yeah. So anyway, keep going. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think that's important. Another mistake, and I see everybody's making this mistake right now is, it's twofold because I tell people the two biggest threats are starvation and people behaving badly. And so to mitigate those two threats, you need to have food. And I submit you have it. You need to have a way to produce more food because I think it's going to go longer than a little bit. And you need to be away on the one hand, away from the masses of people because the number of them that will be bad now turn bad later increases with density. Um, But you also have to have, people. You can't do this alone. And so people say, well, you don't understand, Pastor Joe, I can't move. Well, you can move. You just decided that the perceived pain of moving is greater than you want to bear to move. But it's still a free country. You could literally right now while you're listening to this, grab a backpack, walk out your front door and keep walking and Mm -hmm. you'll be gone. Um, But people say they can't move. I think you need to get out of the population centers, and people aren't doing that. And so they're prepping in these big population centers thinking that's going to be okay, and I think it's not. I think they're going to be a resupply hub for looters. And then number two is people don't want to – they're uncomfortable getting together with other people because they feel paranoid or you don't understand. No, everybody around me is an idiot or or whatever. I I hear all the different things. But when this thing goes down, we're going to need people. Because the two of you cannot stay awake all night long and then do things the next day and pull security. And if one of you, God forbid, gets sick or whatever, you know, if you're just talking to the average couple out there, uh, then one person can't do everything that's going to need to be done. You're going to need people. And that's not going to happen overnight. We have to get better at developing relationships, cultivating relationships with people. And people aren't doing that. And it's going to bite them. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a we have a great relationship with PrepperNet. They're not sponsors or anything. It's, it's good guys, and we like them and stuff. And and whatever form it takes, and it might be being a Patreon on Pastor Joe's Viking Preparedness yeah. Patreon page because I I can only imagine there's a there's a ton of interaction and connecting and networking there. Whatever the format is, or if it's just hanging out in a gun store like I did. You know, in the 299 days, I started hanging out at a gun store. You like this, Joe. And in walks Special Forces Ted, a Green Beret named Ted from JBLM. We got to know each other. He said, hey, I, you and your friends, you want to learn how to shoot? And I'm like, OK. And anyway, so it, it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be formal, but it has to be done because you can't do this without people. You're going to need people hauling water. You're going to need people doing all kinds of the um, the unglamorous things. I mean, it's not just mag dumps, you know, into Russian Spetsnaz or whatever. Come on, guys, get real. <laughs> and so the people thing, we talk about prepping 2.0. A couple of the topics in there are water, which always gets ignored and community, community, community and comms. And I'm not trying to expand the topics here, but I'm just saying community, you guys, if you're listening to the show, you get it and get up and do it. You know what? The FBI has not infiltrated everybody like that you're going to talk to about prepping. You guys, it's like in the movies. It's it's just calm down. And the FBI doesn't care if you have like some extra beans and rice. They, they, they don't have enough people to go out and do anything about it. So you're not I'm going to say this and I'm going to alienate people. Dear person who is concerned, overly concerned about OPSEC to the extent you don't talk to people and don't uh, coordinate and network, you're not that important. 
the the nation the, the FBI is not going to come after you because you know you're talking to other people. Don't talk to people about like killing people and blowing stuff up, and don't be dumb and, and don't, don't do put that, that on stuff. social media. Right, but you're you know you got to lose this idea, guys, that you're a secret spy man and you're gonna you're gonna die cold and lonely, and that's a terrible thing. Anyway, I keep I keep interjecting. I'm sorry, Pastor Joe. Keep going. Yeah, we have a, a fairly robust network in uh, Washington, in North Washington, all the way down to Oregon, over to Idaho. Um, that's one of our bigger hubs of, we call them Viking networks, where people get together. Cool. We host, a, we call them Viking meetups. People come together and discuss, uh, you know, things like we're talking about right now. And really the purpose of the Viking meetup is just a safe, you know, I sound like a liberal, a safe <laughs> space where people can come together and meet each other. And maybe I end up talking to you two there in person and we hit it off and we like each other. And so we go off then and form our own little crew mag team, whatever you want to call it, but it provides an opportunity for people to get together, touch antennas and then go out there and form their own groups. It's kind of uh, organic. If you've ever read like the Star fish and the spider but it, it allows that to happen and we we have these viking meetups all over the country there we coordinate them on patreon um, but you might want to check that out when you join that we have one almost every month uh, oh, that's awesome in the northwest we have them uh, big ones in colorado in the virginia kentucky tennessee area west virginia and then scattered ones you know ones and twosies but that's uh, yeah, awesome. Getting together with people. You got to get out there and meet them because you're not going to get along with everybody, but there are people you can get along with. And I tell people all the time, don't be the guy that looks like the Unabomber. You know, you got your hood <laughs> up and your sunglasses on and your arms crossed and you don't want to talk to anybody because guess what? Nobody's going to want to talk to you. And then so you're wasting your time. Well, and you're t and what you're talking about, Pastor Joe, is exactly what I've said it many times on this show. If you're trying to create a community, create a mutual assistance group, create a, you've got to do the hard work of getting together and, and, and like, yeah, speed dating kind of thing. You know what I mean? You've got to go meet people. Yeah. And then the trust that comes in that friendship, that takes time. And we don't have time right now, folks. We need, you need to, we've had multiple yes. barbecues this summer. Just casual barbecues, Cas which are fun. I slightly disagree. You're saying it's a lot of hard work and you're right. I mean, maybe getting off it's your duff and doing it is like a big decision. As far as the doing it part, hanging out with people, getting to know people. Uh, you know, we have barbecues. We have all kinds of amazing local um, assets, I think is yeah. a fair way to put it. Well, the, and, and we hang out and it's fun. What, well, it's the hard work. That's what I'm talking about. It's not hard work, but it's that. But I, what, I, what I'm trying yeah. to say is you are not going to just go meet somebody at, at one of your events once and instantly yeah, trust them with your point. life. There's follow-up. There's, the, there's this the natural human condition of needing to know this person, get to know them, vet them. And spend time with them. That there's no shortcut to that. But we, what I'm saying is, we don't have time. If you have not done this, and and I'm agreeing with Pastor Joe, and and I think we're all agreeing. Yeah. You need to somehow light a fire under that because you can't do this alone. And you're gonna, you're, you need help, and you need to be able to be there as a help to someone else too. So I, but yeah. and we, I love this because he's doing what we normally do in the after show. He's giving a good point and then we're expanding on it. But we want, <laughs> we only have about five more minutes though. So we don't want to take keep all your going, time. Yeah, keep, I love this list. Go for it. Well, you were just talking about, you know, how we don't have time, but you have to do it and you're doing barbecues. I tell people all the time, barbecues are great. Now's a great time to start talking to your neighbors. It's amazing the number of people out there who don't even know who their neighbors mm -hmm. are, let alone have conversations with them. And I, I just answered a question recently. Somebody said, I live in a rural area and I'm worried about trying to form a team or a mag or a crew and approaching people because if they don't join or they're not suitable, they'll know I'm a prepper and have all this stuff. You know, how do I balance forming a group, joining with a group and maintaining OPSEC? And, and I told them, look, you don't have to tell people I've got eight years worth of food and, you know, 147 firearms and a Connex <laughs> full of ammo and I'm ready for everything, man. You can simply ask questions like, wow, did you hear about the riots in Portland? Man, that's pretty bad. Yeah they don't have any cops there anymore. They're not playing. What if that comes here? What would we do? 
and then let them answer it. And then you start seeing who kind of thinks like you do and you can start building those networks now. I mean, honestly, everybody should have a plan. What's going to happen if something terrible happens in our neighborhood right now? What am I going to do vis-a-vis the neighbor over there, the neighbor over there, and, you know, the guy that lives in the yard behind me or, or whatever? Um, and people can get out there and do that now, but they're not. They're, they get, like you said, Shelby, they get paranoid and, and you know, they're like, they don't want to tell people. Or I, I laugh and say, if the FBI wants to know what we're doing, they can just come. You know, I'll give them the grand tour and then say, is there anything else you want to see? Because here's the thing right now, being a prepper, there's nothing wrong with it. You're not yeah. breaking any laws. You don't need to be paranoid. It's okay to store food and have a firearm. That's what the cool kids <laughs> you know? are doing. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for saying that because it's funny because you can come onto our property and we just look like we're doing great, good old-fashioned rural living. It's awesome. Yeah. Have a barbecue. That doesn't mean I'm going to show everyone where I keep the gold and silver by any stretch. Yes. So thank you for that. I I say that all the time. It's like just because you're meeting someone doesn't mean suddenly you're telling you're you're revealing everything about them. And here's a good example of what you just said. Somebody that I've hosted here at our local guy here barbecues this summer. One of the first things he said to me when I first met him, he said something like, man, I just want to sell all my stuff and move to Montana and buy a bunch of guns. And I'm like. That's a guy I want what to get to know. What are you doing Friday evening? Yeah, do you want to come over? <laughs> that when, and th- to speak to what you were saying, Pastor Joe, listen to what people are saying. If you're hearing kind of those like-minded sorts of statements, hey, you know what? We're having a, yeah, what are you doing next week? That's how you come on over, bring the kids, you know, we'll do some s'mores and that's how you do it. You listen to those. Key- now, if he said to me something like, you know what? I'm going to um, head on out to that BLM uh, riot over in the next town over next weekend. You want to come? I'm like, you know, I'm busy. Maybe next time. Not- <laughs> this is easy. Guys. I'll take a pass, right? <laughs> this is easy. <laughs> so we have a couple more minutes here. Well, let's see if we can squeeze in one more before we have to head on into the after show. Well, I start, I've lost track of what we're talking about here. Well, are we these started off with mistakes that we've made or things to do yeah, now. Or well, what? both. Yes, yeah, mistakes. You were saying one of the mistakes is people aren't getting out and even meeting their neighbors. Right. They're, they're trying to go it alone. And that's a mistake. And I'll just hit it again because I see it all the time. And, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody else. I have a deal with a flashlight company and I sell a lot of flashlights and it puts breakfast on the table. But. Focusing on stuff. I mean, you know, everybody focuses on stuff. And, and like you were saying, Shelby, we need to spend time. That's the other thing. I guess that's the final thing. Get away from your computer and go talk to people. <laughs> In, I call it the meat world, you know, like M-E-A-T. Get out there and actually meet and interact with people. We're so isolated anymore behind masks, behind closed doors and on the Internet. You don't even have to leave your house. You can order everything from Amazon. But when this thing pops, we're going to need people. And I think a lot of us are losing our people skills. Like you can't disagree with anybody anymore without that turning into a major, you know, fight. And I don't like you and I'm not going to help you do anything anymore. And you disagreed on, you know, whether teachers should get a raise or not. It's like, man, you guys need to learn how to get along with people and, that's going to be a hard lesson for people and to that, learn in the short term. And I'm going to stop you right there. And that's a great note okay. to end on. We're going to go into the after show. Everyone have a great week. See you in the after show. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.